Welcome to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up with Colleen Biggs. Are you ready to lead without permission and take the steps needed to live your best life? Whether you want to start the business of your dreams or celebrate your present and future accomplishments, you're definitely in the right place. Now, here is your host, Colleen Biggs. Hey there, Voice America fans and my Facebook fans out there. You are listening to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up, and I am your host, Colleen Biggs. And I'm so excited that you have all joined us today. And uh, for those that are listening in other countries, I hope you guys are having some good weather because I can tell you that it is hot here in the United States and Arizona. Holy moly. It's like 111 or something today. I was driving down the road the other day and my temperature in my car said it was 121 degrees. That is a little warm for me. And um, those of you on Facebook met this morning our uh, executive producer here at Voice America, Tacey Trump. Uh, she said not to be confused with uh, President Trump. She is super excited to be working with us. We're super excited to have her as uh, part of the team for Lead Up for Women on um, Voice America Empowerment Channel. She has so many good ideas that she's going to be sharing with me today on on how we can reach more and more listeners. And, you know, at Lead Up for Women, it's about uh, empowering women and and getting the word out to change the world. The the goal is so that that we can walk out of the shadows and we can really grasp the confidence that we have and really tap into the power that's already there. We have this power inside of us that is so strong already. And I know I spent 40 some years of my life denying that power of really what it feels like to be free and live my purpose. And whatever that purpose is for you, whatever lights you up, wherever you see your life going, just know that when you make the decision in your mind and when you let allow your thoughts to think about and, and pursue that lifestyle and, and what you're looking for and, and what you were meant to be here on earth and that unique gift, it's, it's time to, to play big, not play small anymore. And it's time for you to really lean into who you are and what makes you unique and, and share that with the world. Um, denying that with the world is, is uh, only going to give us an absence of something that we all need. So we need you. We need you, ladies. Uh, we need you to step up and, and be who you are. And Lead Up For Women is here to support you with that. And we have a website, leadupforwomen.com. For those of you that aren't familiar with our website, we also have uh, newsletters you can get on there, um, memberships for you to be able to be a member of Lead Up For Women. That's really going to uh, connect you with all the other women uh, memberships. It's going to give you access to the webinars that we have once a month. Uh, we have so many wonderful things coming up and so many great uh, guests that we have on the show today. I'm so excited to cover all of it with you, and I want to get caught up real quick. Uh, our issue, our May-June issue, just came off the press, and and uh, I'll give you a little advice. Don't rush. Uh, this morning, I dropped everything out of my medicine cabinet, so I had I had makeup dropping and, and crashing and breaking on the floor, bottles I had to clean up that were broken. Um, I couldn't get my printer to work. You name it. It was 
was one of those mornings, you know the morning, and um, I just stopped and I was breathing and I thought, you know, it's going to be a great day no matter what and it's going to be what I make of it, right? Because it's our mindset and my mindset is it's going to be a great day and I have these fabulous guests on the show and I... It's a beautiful day. I have a vehicle to get to the studio. Um, I have a healthy body that can get me here. And um, I'm thankful for that. So remember those things when your life is in chaos. But I wanted to bring a copy of the magazine. And unfortunately, I forgot it and left it at home. So I will make sure. If you want to see it, you can definitely go out to... Uh, to our website, uh, leadupforwomen.com, and, and go check that out. And uh, I will uh, get a photo up of that later on Facebook as well. And, and I'll make sure I have it here next week in the studio. But just a couple reminders. Um, we have a very special Thrive Thursday newsletter coming out. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, they're free. We have a newsletter that comes out every week. And tomorrow's a very special one because we're featuring Amber Smith. And as we all know, it's the 4th of July tomorrow celebrating our independence and amber smith is a u.s army combat veteran and helicopter pilot super excited to be um, featuring her she's also an author and a motivational speaker and uh, we just want to thank you amber if you're listening for your service and we're so thankful to be able to feature you in our thrive thursday so look for that in your email inbox uh, that will definitely be there tomorrow and um, the other thing is we've got our uh, next uh, two weeks from um, yesterday I think it is the July 16th we have our Boston Massachusetts uh, luncheon we have uh, Lori Dr. Lori Monaco if you listened to last week she was on here uh, Marilyn Brennan she is going to be on today and then uh, we also have Carol Mix who's going to be on today on our show so you get to hear from a couple of the people that were going to be on the panel for uh, who you're going to be able to meet at that luncheon uh, mark your calendars we also have July 23rd uh, as the the webinar you can go to our website and, and click on events and go get signed up for all of these events the webinar is open to the public we've opened this uh, webinar to the public you can go to Facebook if you're on Facebook go ahead and and uh, click on uh, those events out there and you can go ahead and jump into those events and, and do it that way uh, we also have um, we also have a uh, Columbus, Ohio luncheon at the beautiful kitchen, um, and we have Erin Joy. She's the founder of the Black Dress Circle and Roundtable Think Tank uh, for CEOs. So uh, that's on July 25th. So I want to go ahead and get started real quick with our guests because we have so many awesome guests on the show today, and I want to make sure we're able to get to all of them. And our first guest is uh, Marilyn Brennan, who is a really good friend of mine. She's the president of the advisory board for Lead Up for Women, and um, she's a business development specialist, but I have to tell you, um, our project, I, I'm going to let her tell her exactly what she does because what she does really in life is connect people. She builds relationships. She's a connector. She truly from her heart leads um, people to be able to make the right decision of what they need to do in business. So Marilyn, are you on the phone? I am on the phone. Hey, girly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us today on the radio. Thank you for having me. It's really such a great honor to spend time with women, um, promoting women. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously working with my friends is always a plus. Yeah. So um, it's really great to join you today. 
Thanks for being here. So, um, Marilyn, why don't you tell um, our listeners just a little bit about you and uh, maybe, you know, how you, your story in life and, and how you got to where you are uh, today. A little bit about you personally and professionally so they can get to know you. Okay. Awesome. So, um, you know, one of six children in a you know large Irish Catholic family with a mother who worked full time and never had any doubts that I would be obviously uh, do something in the workforce. Uh, went into education, didn't realize um, you know, just how difficult it is to maneuver through the politics of the education system. Mm-hmm. So I quickly went back to my roots in uh, business world and kind of just really looked for opportunities where I could flourish. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in always learning. So I like to put myself in positions that were, you know, maybe a challenge or something I might not have been 100% qualified for and um, just learn the most I could learn from people around me and, you know, really um, took those skills, each skill uh, built upon another one and really probably honed in on my career path with project management uh, which led to me not realizing how much business development and business relationships and just networking organically mm-hmm. and um, relationship building was really just a skill that not only did I have, I didn't mm-hmm. recognize that that was something that was a value to companies. So, you know, learning that um, you may not necessarily have um uh, a background in business management mm-hmm. or you know marketing didn't mean that you weren't qualified to take business to a different level. Um, we all have those skills. Um, I know we all have self doubts and we don't think we're qualified yeah. for things. But you know, I'm really a big believer in you know people have an innate uh, sense of um, skills that will bring about really positive things in business. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you look at yourself and look what your strengths are and really play on those, you can be very successful in anything you want to do. So I have just learned and cultivated um, those skills. And now I kind of don't apologize for them. I don't uh, look for validation. I just use those and increase business where I'm at Mm -hmm. and really increase relationships, which for me, is the biggest reward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, success is nothing if you're not enjoying it. And I really enjoy meeting all the people in the different industries that I've been in. And I kind of don't lose anybody. Even when I switch fields, I've really kept those relationships and they kind of somehow come full circle and I end up working with people again. Um, so I'm, a, you know, not a bridge burner and I'm you know, very genuine about being excited what other people do and, you know, where their path is leading them. And sometimes, we're on the same path together. Other times, you know, it's in the future or it might have been in the past, but you, you just kind of keep those connections and you never know where you'll meet up again. So, right, you know, working with people like you mm-hmm. kind of really made me realize how valuable that is. Um, it keeps clients coming back. Uh, that People do want to do business with people they like, mm-hmm. and I do generally like people. So I'm very interested in helping others and connecting people and mentoring people. Um, And I think, you know, those are the things that we just, as women, really need to help each other, you know, advance our own careers and goals and uh, passions and, you know, all of those things. And I think if we take all those skills and really um, apply them to each other, we can Mm -hmm. really make leaps and bounds, you know, 
advancement. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Marilyn, for sharing that. I want to go back to something you said um, about you do not look for validation anymore. And Mm -hmm. was there a time in your life that you felt like you looked around for other people to validate that what you were doing was right or uh, that you were really good at what you were doing? Is there any advice you can give on how you were able to overcome looking for validation? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, uh, there's a maturity. And then Mm -hmm. also, I think with um, non, I would say uh, non-technical roles. So if Mm -hmm. you're not an attorney or say a scientist or you know, something that's very definitive that you can see wins and losses. When you're in those, um, I would say, gray area jobs, um, Mm -hmm. it's easy to take what other people view as your strengths to, you know, be uh, something that you look for and that maybe could derail you. Um, I really, I don't underestimate the skills and the value um, that I bring to an organization anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that came about probably a little bit about maturity, but also, um, you know, post-divorce, I was, you know, a single source income. Uh, I had three kids, and it was, you know, time to not have a safety net anymore. And so it was me. It was all me. And I had to believe in me and what I could do mm-hmm. for the sake of, you know, myself and my, my children. Um, so those are, you know, areas that can be very scary, but it's also the time in your life where you really get to know, you know, where where, you, where your value is. Yeah. Um I don't look to other people to pigeonhole me anymore. Uh, I know what my strengths are, and sometimes it may come off being, you know, some people may feel like, oh, that's being um, cocky or Mm -hmm. you're being brash. But, you know, these are things that I just don't apologize for anywhere. I know what I'm good at. These are things I'm good at. And I'm really quick to tell people things that I'm not good at. And I'm constantly learning and um, trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. get better, which is probably another part of that, you know, trying to, say that you can do it all and you're good at everything is a real, um, you know, problem that's waiting to happen. And I think the sooner you're able to say, I don't know it all, but I'm willing to learn, um, is a real, you know, breakthrough that we can have. Stay in your lane, right? So know what you're really good at and hone in those skills and stay in that lane because that's what you do. And and be proud of it. Really, really well. It may not be... um, Yeah, I had a neighbor who was an astrophysicist, and I would mm-hmm. come home from work and say, wow, we got this new account. And she'd say, I discovered a new star. And I always said, you go first from now on. You know? <laughs> so it, it, it's okay. You know, don't, um, you know, they seem like little successes compared to others sometimes, yeah. but really kind of look at yourself and see where you're getting in life. You yeah. know, are you happy with what you do? Do people respond well to what you do? Do you make a difference? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we have to make money and, and do those things as well. But, yeah. you know, I look at how people respond and those relationships I have. And so mm-hmm. I I look at that for validation more so than a particular boss or manager or job title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things that I think yeah. people will overlook, you know, in themselves if they look for the conventional validation. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you shared that. Thank you. And listeners, um, a little bit more about Marilyn, too, is, um, you know, she is just a kind, full-hearted, gives uh, first and serves uh, type of person. And uh, and I just love that about Marilyn. She truly um, exudes the word love for people. And... Um, 
And Marilyn, I'm super excited for you to be at our luncheon and share the panel uh, with Carol and Lori uh, at the uh, July 16th Boston, Massachusetts luncheon. So for those of you that haven't gotten your tickets, jump over to events and grab your tickets. And I obviously uh, the listeners can probably already tell how much value you're going to be able to offer them. Uh, if they're able to join us there uh, in Boston to be able to come to that luncheon because you um, are, are going to be able to help women um, in corporate America. Um, a lot of women ask me, well, when you talk about leaning into what your purpose is and what you're doing, does that mean that I leave my job? No, it's it could be what you're doing you love to do. And there's so much more you want to do uh, within that position or another position in, in corporate America. It's not about being an entrepreneur and owning your own business. That's just what worked for me. Uh, it just needs to be what works for you. And what Marilyn does really, really well, she does in that environment in corporate America. And so, uh, Marilyn, thank you so much for, for sharing your um, tidbits of information today on how um, strong you are as a woman and how you support other women. And I know that there are going to be so many women at the uh, lunch and they're going to uh, have very, very, very valuable takeaways uh, from what you have to well, thank teach them. You. So thank you. And I, uh, if you want to go ahead and give a shout out to uh, the company you work for, um, you absolutely can do that. Uh, that way that uh, all of our listeners uh, in, and give them the website uh, so that they can hop on over there if they have any needs in that area. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, working with American Interstate Sign Crafters, mm-hmm. we're a national sign manufacturer and project management company. And it's just a really great environment for women. I love working there. Uh, the reason I went there is because of the strong woman that I knew in the industry who mm-hmm. was a competitor. But we were, like I always say, um, the only competition you have is yourself. So um, That's true, yeah, right? I'm always very friendly with everyone and yeah. encouraging of everyone's businesses. Yeah. And the reason I went there is because of a really strong woman, Lisa Johnson. Mm. And you can find us at AISignCrafters.com. We uh, have just oodles of women in project management and other levels of management and ownership of the company. So we are really, uh, we, we walk the walk. We don't just talk yeah. the talk. So I love that. I'm really excited to be there. Thank yeah. you, Marilyn. All right. Well, thank you so thank much you. for joining us today, Marilyn. And I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. All right. I'll see you in Boston. Take care. Mm -hmm. Well, listeners, next we have Diana Wentworth. And boy, I could go on and on about her, but I'd love you guys to stay tuned because we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Diana Wentworth not only um, was co-author to Chicken Soup for the Soul titles as well as Chicken Soup for the Soul cookbook, she, um, I could go on and on. She's got eight other books. She's dated Elvis Presley. She cooked with Julia Child on uh, TV when, um, you know, she was a trailblazer for women when it wasn't cool to be a trailblazer as a woman. I'll just put it that way. So we'll be back in just a few minutes with Diana. Can't wait to talk with her. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? 
What are you waiting for? Lead Up for Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up for Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Lead Up For Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back, listeners. You are listening to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up. And I am your host, Colleen Biggs. And we just got done speaking to the beautiful Marilyn Brennan, who is going to be at the July luncheon uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. Again, there's some seats left. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, run on over there to our website, leadupforwomen.com. Snag those. um, Or, you know, if you're in a different country and you want to be able to see all the luncheons and participate uh, that way and, and go and, and uh, l- watch all the videos. All you have to do is click on um, the uh, membership section and um, join us so that you can have access to all of those in the library. So I'm joined today by the beautiful Diana uh, Wentworth. And um, her full name is Diana Vaughn Wellenitz Wentworth. And some of you may know her from uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul uh, you might have seen her on TV. Uh, you might have read one of her eight books. I uh, could really uh, say so much about her right now, but I'd love for her to join us to tell a little bit about herself. So, Diana, welcome. Hi. Hey. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for for joining us today, and, and we feel so blessed to have you as a guest on our show. So thank you for taking the time. Um, I met Diana uh, just a f- about a month ago, I think it's been now, at a uh, gathering of, of mastermind leaders uh, in Scottsdale and, and was able to spend a few days with her and was so impressed by her love and her energy and her aura and her heart that I really wanted to, uh, not to mention um, her being a trailblazer as a woman, but I, I wanted to have her on the show. So Diana, tell us a little bit about what your life was like, um, you know, growing up and, and how everyone asked me, like, well, how did she ever date Elvis Presley? I said, well, you know, she's got a very interesting story. I don't think she really, um, uh, I, I don't, you know, if you had planned on that, but if you want to just kind of tell your story a little bit about what you had told when I, I was in your presence uh, and how uh, you became who you are today. Oh. Oh, I think we have a little. Oh, there you are. Okay. Story. <laughs> Tell her that I was caught up in it. That uh, I was born in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. which uh, was a very small town in those days, and uh, 
I have lived a long and wonderful life of reinvention. So I've been an entrepreneur all my life, and mm. that's all that ever occurred to me. And because careers come and go, I've had to, uh, I've fortunately had the challenge of discovering new parts of myself all the way through my life. But very early on, since you asked about Elvis Presley, uh, that story actually is quite important, not for the reason that one would assume. Uh, I was at a, in my sorority at UCLA when I was just turned 18, and the girls were playing the radio really loud, and I said, can you turn that down? And somebody looked at me and said, oh, Diana doesn't like Elvis Presley. And I had this strangest feeling that came over me, and I said, actually, I do like him, and I'm going to date him someday, <laughs> which was a very weird thing to say, and I knew as it was coming out of my mouth that everybody was going to look at me very strangely, and I was even looking at myself very strangely, because it just didn't make any sense. Mm. Um, all I knew, I didn't know that much about him, but I knew he was in Europe in the Army, and it just, there was no reason for me to have said something like that. Uh, so, long story short, about three months later, my mother took me to to Europe, and we joined a cook's tour, which went to all different places, and we started out in Paris, and we were staying at a hotel called the Prince de Gaulle Hotel, uh, and I walked into the hotel one day, and one of the kids on the tour came running up to me and said, Diana, Elvis Presley's in the dining room, and I'm too scared to ask him for his autograph. And I said, well, I'll do it. So he and I went in, and the dining room was empty, and Elvis was standing there with two of his, I found out later they were bodyguards, mm -hmm. and I just walked up to him and say, hi, I'm Diana Webb from Beverly Hills, and my friend Bobby wants your autograph. And we just talked a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that night, I went to the Pont de and Elvis happened to be in the audience. He was up in the uh, upstairs in the balcony. And but I just I talked to one of his bodyguards in the lobby. So when we got back to the hotel, Elvis was waiting. Um, and when I walked in, he walked over to my mother and asked if he could take me that night to the Lido. And as I think back on it, I, I'm realizing here he was in his army uniform. He was so gorgeous and clean-cut looking and very famous. And he must have needed someone on his arm. He must have needed a, a date uh, just so that he wouldn't be horribly mobbed. And <laughs> it was a blast. I got to go there. He held my hand. And it was just it was just an amazing thing. Yeah. And then he gave me his phone number in Germany where he was stationed. And when we got to the to Wiesbaden, which was about 30 miles from where he was, um, I called him and he came in with, um, with his chauffeur bodyguard and picked me up. And there was a swarm of people in the, lot, in the uh, hotel parking lot just looking at him. And it was a wonderful thing. But, and, and I, I, actually got to date him several more times when he came back to the United States. But the thing was that how did I know that I was going to meet this person? And it really taught me something early in my life that that we have some kind of an inner knowing that we can trust. Mm -hmm. And I call it God's positioning system. It's our GPS. 
And so that's really what I, the big benefit that I got out of out of knowing Elvis. But he was a lovely guy. He always treated me like a lady. And I love that. It, it, it was a wonderful story in my life. I knew at the time it would be a fun story to tell my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. That is uh, amazing that, that, yeah, that, that, I I was, I was just saying that's amazing that from that point you said the God's positioning system, the GPS, that that was Mm -hmm. purposely why uh, Elvis Presley crossed your path, you know, during that time. It's wonderful. I I love that. It's true. And and that happened over and over in my life Mm -hmm. because I was traveling with my parents and in uh, Hong Kong and I for some reason woke up early went down in the lobby there was nothing open I was just standing there and the elevator door opened and out walked a man and I mean it was like I knew him instantly and we were engaged in three days and we were married for 25 years before he died of cancer but Mm -hmm. I mean I have always been in the right place at the right time just because of that GPS I think yeah and did you learn early? You said from that point. Was that something that you did prior to um, your teenage years that you um, really were connected with that spirit and your your internal GPS? Um, I always had a deep spirituality. Okay. I was raised in a family that was somewhat metaphysical. My father uh, was part of the Church of Religious Science. And then I had a brother who later would become the founder of the Department of Religion at the University of Washington. And he loved to explore all the different um, traditions and would take me to the, the Hindu temple and, all, you know, to the Catholic Church, and the Jewish synagogues. And he, just looking at everything, he was just fascinated by the overview of all the different traditions. And underneath that, for me, was a deep trust in in uh, spirit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could I would say that did start very early. Great, thanks for sharing. Go ahead, you can continue your story. Pardon me. I said you can continue your story. Oh, okay. So, yeah. what happened was that was when I married Paul. I assumed that I was just going to. Uh, be a housewife yeah. and have children. I mean, that was what was pretty much assumed in those days. When most of my sorority sisters were getting degrees in education, it wasn't a time when women were really um, bursting onto the scene in the business world. Right. But I was always fascinated with food. I had studied cooking uh, with in, in Paris. I mm-hmm. went back there later and studied the Cordon Bleu. And then I studied with a chef after I got married in Beverly Hills, but I was doing it just because I love, I love fixing food for people. Mm-hmm. And I never looked at it as a career. But as soon as my daughter was born, I suddenly realized that I wasn't exactly maternal and that I probably wouldn't have five children, as I assumed I would. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know what to do with myself. I mean, it, I'm sure your listeners who have children remember how thoroughly it changes your life as soon as you have a child. And so I found myself housebound and uh, wanting to do something more than just change diapers and uh, walk your neighborhood. And so I started teaching cooking in my kitchen 
And Julia Child was on the air at that time, so there was a tremendous interest in French cooking, and I had a lot of knowledge about that. And that, and then my husband um, was an artist, and he actually joined me as a team, and we taught cooking together, and ended up writing um, our first cookbook, which took five years to write, but it did win Cookbook of the Year in a category of entertaining because we always focused on gathering people around the table. Uh, we didn't realize, I don't think I realized that it was never really all that much about the food, but the fact that I there was something inside of me that loved to gather people mm-hmm. together and just see what would happen when mm-hmm. connections occurred. And so that has been the theme that has followed me all my life. Because we had a long career in cooking and entertaining. We wrote six books. We had a cooking school on Sunset Boulevard where all the famous chefs, Wolfgang Puck and people like that would teach. And then we ended up having a television series, uh, an early one. Mm-hmm. And that, w- that was on the air for three years. It was really great. And when that career began to fall apart, because women at that point had really awakened to the point of realizing they wanted to be in the workforce, Mm -hmm. um, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. And we were, we had joined a wild and crazy seminar that met from six to eight in the morning, uh, every day. And you had to make an outrageous goal that you would achieve within a three week period of time. And there were a lot of movers and shakers mm-hmm. who joined this, too. It was an offshoot of Est. Mm-hmm. And it was there that we met Jack Canfield before he'd ever written a book, and Dr. Barbara DeAngelis and Louise Hay, and all these people who would become very famous later. Yeah. And uh, through that, we were invited to go into the Soviet Union at the height of the Cold War to make a documentary with some people who were leaders in the human potential movement, including like Dennis Weaver and Mike Farrell and the real Patch Adams and some, um, Barbara Marks Hubbard and some of these people who were futurists and activists. And Paul and I had a brainstorm on that trip that it was never about the food and that we could use those early morning hours that we were used to using from 6 to 8 in the morning uh, to have a breakfast forum where we would have very well-known speakers who would be talking about life-enhancing topics mm. and peace on Earth, which was very important to us in those days because it was the height of the Cold War. So that organization, we named it the Inside Edge, and it is still meeting. It's on, you can, in fact, you can still watch our speakers every other week. Uh, or you can watch them anytime you want on our YouTube channel. It's InsideEdge.org is the website. InsideEdge.org, and, uh, okay. Yeah, and Inside Edge Foundation um, on YouTube and on Facebook. Great. So a lot of people are still doing that after 35 years. I still book all the speakers. I just booked the man who, has, who made the a series on Netflix called The Kindness Diaries, which is mm-hmm. all about a man who uh, decided to drive a Volkswagen bug from Alaska to uh, Antarctica <laughs> and depend entirely on the kindness of strangers for lodging and food and gasoline. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love this series. So 
I love the fact that I can just somehow through websites and sending out the right information attract mm-hmm. all these amazing speakers who yeah. still continue to visit and uh, come to the Inside Edge in person. So. I have lived a very magical life, actually. Yes, you have. And you've also written uh, how many books? Eight books now? No, there's uh, 11. 11 books. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's so amazing that you... I just can't stop writing. Yeah. My my favorite book is called Send Me Someone, and it's the story about when my husband was dying. He said, I don't want you to be alone. And I, for some reason, I again blurted something that was probably inappropriate. I said, send me someone. And he said, I will. And a couple of months later, uh, a fabulous widower walked into the Inside Edge named Ted Wentworth. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have another magical love story there. We've now been there for 30 years. So. Yeah. Uh, and I sold that book to Lifetime to make a film. So it's, it's a wonderful story. Yeah. And it's available on Kindle and and also on Amazon for 99 cents, if you don't mind a used copy. That's so great. Thank you for sharing. And I know you also have, um, I know we're going to be heading to break here soon, but you also have um, the, let me see, uh, I was looking at your, other uh, queen of hearts so you speak and write about how uh, to love with your heart so www.queenofhearts.com right and um, right and your, your listeners can contact me through my website and I love I love coaching people who are reinventing themselves and uh, oh, so, so important. I always offer a 15 minute uh, just to chat to, to get to know each other and it's fun for me is that the queenofhearts.com website that I was just quoting, is that how they would find you, or is it, uh, uh, what is your website for them to find you? Uh, yeah, dianawentworth.com. Perfect. Uh, you spell Wentworth, W-E-N-T-W-O-R-T-H. And Diana, right. yeah, thank you so much. I, I wish I had a full hour to speak to you today. There's so much for you to to offer the women of Lead Up for Women and our listeners, and we will be sure to have you on the show again. If you are ever in town, uh, if you're ever in Arizona, please be sure to look me up. I know you have my information. I would love to have you as a guest co-host on the show as well um, and to just sit and chat with you in the studio and and, uh, dig uh, even deeper into the layers of uh, Diana Wentworth because you are an amazing soul and we are so lucky on this earth to have you as leading women (laughs) and um, sharing your heart with everybody. Thank you so much, Colleen. I loved meeting you and being on your show. Thank you, Diana. All right, listeners, so we are going to head to break real quick, and when we get back, we have Carol Mix, who is um, going to be one of our panelists at our July luncheon, and you will get to meet her uh, in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? 
What are you waiting for? Lead Up For Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up For Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Lead Up For Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to our last segment. You are listening to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up, and I am your host, Colleen Biggs. So welcome back, everyone. And it's been a power-packed hour. Uh, We started out with Marilyn Brennan. Uh, We talked to uh, Diana Wentworth. Uh, She's just, uh, all of these women are just amazing, and their stories need to be heard because they inspire us um, no matter where we are in our life. And uh, we we all get stuck sometimes and um, that brings me to my next guest who I met uh, again I love what Diana said about the GPS because my GPS is uh, f- is operating at a pretty high frequency these days in who I meet and Carol and I met uh, pretty much by accident um, and Carol is an author and uh, she's also a motivator a speaker and Carol has a, an amazing story of of how she got to where she is in her life and and what what she has been through and I invited her to join us on our panel in um, in Boston Massachusetts so uh, Carol welcome to the show thank you so much how exciting to follow Marilyn and Diana's story they were amazing aren't they I just think we're all amazing in our own right we all have such a unique um, skill about who we are and what we do and what our our stories are and um, that's what makes us so amazing as women you know absolutely and I know that you support women and men and um, so tell tell the listeners um, a little about you and uh, I know you and I have talked about your story but uh, just briefly how you know, your past was and what led you to help um, men and women that are disconnected or depleted or overwhelmed really find their confidence and own them, own their power. Sure. Um, oh, it's so funny always to be asked, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> so I am a wife of 22 years. Um, I'm a mother of three, and I'm Charlotte's grandmother. I am a nana now. That's she so is great. three years old, so that is so exciting. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, uh, my path, I have been an entrepreneur for 22 years now. This year is 22 years, and my path had kind of weaved in and out of different types of businesses to support me and allow me to be home with my kids. And, you know, as 
I never imagined in a million years that I would be a speaker or a coach because I could never see that for myself. And as you know, my kids were growing up and as I would change and shift and start a new business and work that business and then it would lead me to the next business, it finally led me to my first brick and mortar 15 years ago, um, which was a laundromat. And I had owned that business for 15 years, but it wasn't until everything fell apart Mm -hmm. in my life, physically, emotionally, and financially, everything collapsing on me did it lead me to the greatest discovery of myself uh, that I could put myself back together again, but it also led me to where I am now as a speaker and a coach. Mm -hmm. And it was funny, in the middle of owning the laundromat, you know, through those years of all the changes that had gone Mm -hmm. on in that business, it it went through a $13 million reconstruction in the plaza that it was located in. So it pretty much tore down the 20-year business that I purchased, and I had to find my way through that and come Mm -hmm. through it physically myself. So it really was um, the biggest breakthrough for me. Um, And again, I never anticipated that what what felt like the worst things happening in every area of my life, because it was just all in rubble, um, really turned out to be one of the greatest things that could ever happen for me. So it really was and still is one of the most fascinating chapters of my life. Thank you so much for for sharing that. And I know that um, you had told me some personal stories um, and talk to me a little bit about why with you working with, uh, why specifically do you want to help other people when they're overwhelmed or depleted? Uh, That always comes from, something within us that we had a time in our life where either other people were there to pull us up or pull us out or we want to be that person for the person that we were during the time you know we're, we're reflective and mirroring the person that we want to be for a time that we were in our darkest and oh my gosh that's you said that so perfectly I, I love how you said that um, honest answer is Going through everything that I have been through, what I had found is we are meant to do more than just survive this life. Yes. And I spent so many years surviving Mm -hmm. in so many ways in my relationships, financially, physically, in my mindset, everything, right? And all at different times and sometimes all at once, (laughs) you know? So um, we're meant to do more than survive. So... As I began to work with primarily women entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. I was seeing that we're in survival mode and we're missing out on the relationship with ourselves. We're so disconnected Mm -hmm. from our own voice, from our own bodies. And then again, it branches out into our relationships and all of the places where we are finding our own happiness because we're so busy surviving and then doing everything for everyone else except ourselves. So it's that survival mode and then putting yourself on the back burner. Those two things combined. But as I started speaking and moving into kind of corporate speaking Mm -hmm. as well, in the research that I needed to do, you know, to be able to suit both audiences, Mm -hmm. it had such tremendous impact when I began to see that men are are struggling, but they're struggling silently, in essence, because they're not 
out there saying, yeah, you know what, I'm really struggling with this or this stress is really, yeah. is really too much. Um, they suffer silently and they keep going. So when I see the, the contrast between the two, um, it really pushed me more in that direction to be able to help people understand. And that's what going through and creating my own system, how I got through all of that um, in, in order to help other people as well. So yeah. really um, to just help people see that um, they don't have to stay in survival mm-hmm. mode. They can be outside of that and centered within themselves. What would you give it, give advice to um, the listeners, whether we have male and female listeners, um, and I know that we're helping men along the way. I just know that um, um, I was meant to, to gather and, and work directly um, with women, but like you just said, when, you know, the men suffer silently as well. What, what advice do you give um, when you speak at your workshops or um, when you're having one-on-one coaching or group coaching um, that really is the first steps for someone to take when they're feeling stuck? The first step that typically I recommend is for people to get crystal clear on what it is that they want for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was so, the time, I can't even tell you how long it was that I had no idea what it is that I wanted or needed for me. I had never even considered myself. It was always others focused or outside of myself. The focus Mm -hmm. was always there. It was always trying to chase after work-life balance. Like it was this thing that I could catch and I really couldn't. So Mm -hmm. I had to really figure out how to balance within me and really get clear on what it is that I needed for me, you know, and sitting down and getting quiet and kind of, making and creating the time and the space in order to feed myself and my Mm -hmm. soul and find that in this crazy busy life that we live you know Mm -hmm. is the way that i describe it is kind of standing in this cyclone of chaos is how my life felt you know and most people that i talk to whose life doesn't feel that way (laughs) right we're all busy but how do we grab hold of all these things that are spinning around us And when it's outside of us, we can't control it. So Mm -hmm. we're just reacting to things, you know. So really becoming proactive, creating that time and space for yourself Mm -hmm. to get clear on what you need for you is a critical first step. You know, that is so true. And uh, the best, I'd like to piggyback on that with you um, as well, Carol. And it, it really is about stepping back and taking time to uh, my business coach the first thing she taught me was to listen to your breath and just to sit Mm -hmm. for two minutes and breathe and that's why our watches have all these exercises for breathing Uh, you know people tell you to take a breath you know when you're smelling a rose how do we smell a rose everyone think how do we smell a rose we close our eyes we breathe it in all the way to our toes right we just Breathe it in, and and why is that? That a rose can 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 make our our bodies just react differently to breath, right? Because we want to smell in that sweet, beautiful scent of a rose, because we just think it's so elegant and it has that 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 uh, floral scent. And 
our, our, our bodies and our souls need the same attention. Our souls and our, you know, our breath need the same attention um, because, you know, every, uh, our thoughts, our thoughts, right? Um, they're the mother. I always say the mother of everything because they control everything that we do. And um, if you were to drop something or something were to fall and all of a sudden your body got scared and, you know, it turned warm, were you, was your life in danger at any point? It wasn't. It was our thoughts telling us our, our body was in danger. So if we step back and tell ourselves we want to heal, we want to figure out what's wrong, we want to, our, our thoughts go to focusing on ourselves and our breath, then we'll learn from our bodies. And I love the clarity that you said. We need to get clear on what it is that we need. So it's self-care, right? Take the time. Hire a coach. Uh, hire someone. Carol, you know, can can work with um, <laughs> with um, individuals. I'm a coach myself, and I work with individuals, and we each have our own skills on how we work with with. Uh, I work with women, you know, predominantly you work with men and women. And um, I love how you talk about connecting all the body parts and and just really creating a solid foundation for your priorities. It balances tough, but, you know, your priorities in life. And and uh, Carol, I, I'm excited to have you at our luncheon in uh, Boston. And for those of you, again, that don't have tickets, please come out. You can tell she has a wealth of knowledge to offer us, and it's going to be an amazing three hours. And we're just about out of time for our show today, but I'd love for you to share all of your contact information. So if I wanted to reach out to you to coach me, if I wanted to reach out to you to learn more about how I could uh, get you at a speaker at an event, how would I do that? You could reach me at carolmix.com, and that's C-A-R-Y-L, mix.com. Great. Carol, thank you for being on the show today. You're amazing and and I can't thank you enough for joining us today on thank Lead you. Up for I Women. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you in Boston. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been an amazing <laughs> show and and uh, there's so much more that I want to talk to you about and we're going to dive into that when we're in Boston. So uh, everyone will be Sounds able to, to, to be part of that. So thank you, Carol, and, and have a wonderful week and a for, happy 4th of July. All right, ladies, so I just want to wrap up our show real quick and let you know next week we're going to feature Stephanie Lee Jackson, a sensory interior designer that specializes in neurodiversity and design for creating spaces for those that need extra care. And I didn't even, um, I, I just think that's amazing. Katie Dalton's going to be here. She was featured on a previous Thrive Thursday that we had. And uh, she is the VP of Audience Awards. She's walked many red carpets and has a lot to share with us. And uh, hopefully my my guest co-host will be Isabel Donato. She's an author and an event planner. So ladies out there, just remember you're the only you that's ever been and you're the only you that will ever be so how you pioneer your future is up to you don't miss next week's show on wednesday at 10 a.m pacific standard time you guys have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you then happy fourth of july thank you for joining us for lead up for women speak up to lead up be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host colleen biggs next wednesday at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel We'll talk more next week.